Thinking aloud. Conversations on the leading edge of knowledge and discovery with psychologist Jeffrey Mishlove. Hello, I'm Jeffrey Mishlove, and this is the fourth episode on the new In Present series on the new Thinking Aloud channel. Today's theme is death and life, life and death. Uh, once more, I would like to encourage you, however, to start this series from the very first episode. And if you look in the upper right corner of your screen, right now you'll see a link to the first episode. And uh, if you go to the listings, and now you'll see a link for listings, uh, you'll be able to find hot links to everything on the New Thinking Aloud channel. If you go to my name, Jeffrey Mishlove, you'll see the links to the series called In Presence. Life and Death. I'm reminded of a time back in the uh, early 1990s, as I recall, perhaps it was the late 1980s, I attended a uh, popular seminar at the time called EST, Earhart Seminar Trainings. And in that seminar, there was a man who stood up and spoke very eloquently. I, I was moved by his words, a, a black fellow. Uh, his name was Henry Wilhite. I later learned he was a dog trainer. And he stood up and said, he can feel the wind blowing through his bones. And it made him feel like he was absolutely at one with nothingness. I was really touched by the profundity of his words. He said it with such authenticity that uh, I befriended him and uh, we got close. I learned that he was suffering from bone cancer and that he knew his death was inevitable and it was near. And uh, as we cultivated our friendship in the last months of his life, I happened to introduce him to another friend of mine, a filmmaker and artist, Lynn Hirschman Leeson, who uh, has now achieved uh, a great reputation for her avant-garde work in art and film, and in particular, her series, The Electronic Diaries, where she took some of the most intimate and personal stories of her life and turned them into an artistic video format. I believe you'll find that her videos are part of the permanent collection of places like the Metropolitan Museum of Modern Art in New York. And she actually made a film about uh, Henry and his death. What I didn't know until the film was actually shown is that it wasn't just about Henry, it was also about her, because Lynn Hirschman my close friend, a visual artist, was suffering from a brain tumor and she was dealing with cancer just as deadly as Henry's at the time. Now, Lynn managed to uh, make the acquaintance of a shamanistic psychiatrist named Barry Grundland, who 
at that time lived in uh, Northern California, and he worked with her doing visualization exercises, and her tumor actually disappeared because she was given a choice. They could operate on that tumor, but because it was attached to her optic nerves, she would lose sight. I don't know if it was in one eye or in both eyes, but as a visual artist, that was not an acceptable alternative. So she sought uh, something uh, in the holistic realm, shamanistic visualizations to cure herself. And indeed, she did. And I know of other cases as well of people who have been cured of very serious, deadly diseases because uh, they applied holistic uh, healing methods. The power of suggestion that we've dealt with earlier as uh, well as other forms of healing and, and meditation. So uh, healing is very profound. But uh, one of the interviews I did many years ago with a healer, Sri Chakravarti, and uh, she was very clear about it. She said, we can heal anything. We can heal everything, but we cannot heal everyone because people have to uh, live out their own karma, so to speak. Sometimes the forces of karma are more powerful than the forces of healing. And in the movie that Lynn Hirschman made, the video, is called Shadow's Song, published in 1995 about her experience and Henry's. And it had to do with how she survived, but Henry died of his cancer. Now, not long before his death, Henry came to visit me. He stayed overnight at my home. And he was upset. He said that uh, it's frustrating for him because he knows he doesn't have much time left. And yet, when he's with people, they don't want to interact with him in a deep and meaningful way, a way that he considered deep and meaningful, that things were kept on a kind of superficial level, and he didn't have time for that anymore. And uh, so we chatted, and he slept. He stayed overnight at, at my home. And in the middle of the night, I guess I had a, a waking dream, and it was about Henry. It was what I would have to call a tantric dream, because it was as if we were connected at, at the heart chakra in a very visceral, loving uh, embrace. It wasn't erotic, but it was, I, I guess I would have to say, there was an element of eros, not in a sexual sense, but in a, in a sense of openness and love and heart-flow connection between us. And in the morning, I, uh, before Henry left, I asked him, was he satisfied that his time with me met his own desire for a deep connection because, well, we had chatted the evening before, but the really deep connection occurred in that dream. And he said, yes, he was very satisfied. That was the last time I saw him before his death. And so we have Lynn Hirschman, who is still very much alive and active in the art world, and my friend Henry Wilhite, who died over 20 years ago, life and death. And I guess 
the point of this all is that I think Henry died with great integrity. And even though he wasn't healed and Lynn Hirschman was healed, at a spiritual level, his life was a healing experience. And it was that for me. And so I'm sharing that with you now. We who are on a, a spiritual path are going to find ourselves confronted with life and death situations. Not everyone will be healed. Each of us will die. And I certainly will have much more to say about death in future episodes. But there's a sense I'd like to share with you, and I, it comes from Buddhism, the idea of nirvana, the idea of the Buddha is a person who has achieved such a deep sense of awakening that it doesn't matter whether he's alive or dead. What matters is the awakening of consciousness. Because I guess uh, it's, a, it's an ironic point because at one level we die and we are dead like animals. At another level, we transcend death entirely. I'll leave you with that thought. Thank you for being with me. The New Thinking Aloud, or In Presence podcast, that you have just heard was originally recorded as a video for the New Thinking Aloud channel on YouTube. Check out the channel by going to newthinkingallowed.com.